Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Hope. All of you joining us uh, here in person, all of you joining us online, we're glad that you're with us on this, uh, this fine Mother's Day. We like to begin our services with this greeting Christians have been using for a long, long time. The Lord be with you. Thank you. Uh, we understand that uh, Mother's Day for some of you is like a day filled with joy. For others, it's filled with pain. For others, it's a mix of both. And uh, we, we acknowledge that, and we will be acknowledging that in some of our prayers a little bit later. Um, but right now, uh, can we bow our heads and, and pray as we begin the service? Thank you, God. Thank you for inviting us to gather together to worship you today. Uh, thank you for meeting us right where we are. As we just said, uh, Lord, you are with us. And God, I pray that you would help us to feel your presence today, that you would help us to, to know your love, to be able to hear your voice speaking to us through the scriptures, uh, that we might encounter you as we lift up our thanks and praise in song and in prayer, uh, that we might be honest with you today, God, about all that we bring into this day, into this hour, into this moment together. Uh, help us, God, uh, to be reminded of your love and your grace that you've given us in your son, Jesus Christ, as we gather around his table and as we pray in his name, amen. amen. Well, if you're interested and able, let's stand and let's sing as we begin today.
is in Proverbs 31. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She is clothed in strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing for laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Love 
Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this reminder, Lord, in song of your sacrifice for us, that your love truly ran red as you spilled your blood on the cross for us. And Lord, we do owe you so much. We owe you our faithfulness. We owe you our allegiance. We owe you our obedience. And Father, we desire to give that to you today. With everything that we have, with everything that we are, Lord, take it and use it and do with us what you will. Father, we, we thank you for each person that's here today. Some who have come in, um, just, it's been a good day. The sun is shining, Lord. It's been a great week. And we're celebrating victories. We're celebrating the wonderful things that have happened, Lord. Some of us are coming in here today with some hurts and some hang-ups and some things that have kept us awake at night. Some of us come, Lord, with a mixture of both. But we know that you are a good father. We know that you love us. And we know that regardless of what we may have brought in here with us, we can leave it at your feet. And we thank you for that, Father, for that gift that you give us. And now be with us in the rest of this service. Be with Pastor Rich as he brings the message. And just, Father, I ask a, a deep, rich blessing on each and every person who is here now, who will be here in second service, and who's joining us online. And we pray all of these things in your holy name. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you. Go ahead and take a couple minutes as you're comfortable and pass the peace to each other. All right. Yeah, hey, uh, before we do announcements and all that good stuff, uh, we have a little prayer that we're going to pray together. So, so for some of you, this, this will be on the screens. Oh, hey, happy birthday. Um, this will be on the screens, but I also printed out a few copies and put them on the tables because I, I don't know about you, but I'm, my eyes were having trouble reading it from the back of the room. So if, uh, if you want to follow along, um, as I mentioned earlier in the service, Mother's Day uh, for some is a wonderful day, and for others there is uh, some amount of grief or pain or frustration or something else mixed in there with it. And I've heard from numerous people that like Mother's Day is a day they stay away from church because so often in church is just it's just the celebration of motherhood and uh, and it's just too hard. Um, and so I really appreciate there's a Methodist pastor who put together this prayer um, for Mother's Day that gives us a, a way to pray for lots and lots of moms, uh, including many in this room and, uh, and many who might be with us online. And um, uh, you know, this, this season, leading us up to Pentecost, we're focused on prayer and different kinds of prayer. And this is one way that people pray, right? We don't often do these at our church where we're reading a prayer. Uh, and this is a responsive one where I'll read a line and then we all say something together. And Pastor Judy reads a line. We all say something together. Uh, but this is one way that we can pray together where it's not just all of us like heads bowed and eyes closed and following along if we're not daydreaming or thinking about the thing coming up later or whatever. That's, for me, these kinds of things help me to stay focused and to be able to pray with other folks. So let's, uh, let's pray together this prayer for Mother's Day. We hold many precious souls in our prayerful hearts on this Mother's Day weekend. Hear us, O oh God, as we open our hearts to you. 
We pray for women who are mothers, women who have dared to say yes to the daunting challenges of bearing or adopting or fostering children and raising them into a meaningful adulthood. Bring grace and strength to mothers this weekend that they might continue to love with integrity and find both joy and meaning in their motherhood. We pray for women who gave birth to children and who then bravely released those children into the processes of adoption or foster caregiving so that new families might be created. Draw near to these women and these new families as they experience the grief of letting go and the hope of new possibilities. We pray for troubled relationships, for mothers who are alienated from their children and children who are alienated from their mothers. Bring your, Bring your healing, healing peace to, to the hearts of those who find themselves weeping on opposite sides of a chasm of estrangement. We pray for children grieving over the death of their mothers and mothers grieving over the death of their children. Comfort them with the blessed assurance that in Jesus, death is never given the final word to speak. We pray for women who carry in their souls the deep and complicated grief of miscarriages. Allow your divine tears to mix with theirs and hold them in the tender embrace of your healing love. We pray for children who are abused or mistreated by their mothers and for mothers who are abused or mistreated by their children. Intervene and help others to intervene so that safety, repentance, forgiveness, and healing will find fresh expression in the midst of broken covenants. We pray for women who live in the complex and often difficult aftermath of abortion. Make your presence known to them in ways that are life-giving and restorative. We pray for mothers who care for their children in the face of domestic abuse and the perpetual threat of violence. Protect them and bring them to these troubled homes your spirit of deliverance and transformation. We pray for women who yearn to be mothers, but who live with the anguish of an unfulfilled maternal longing. Bring wholeness to their broken hearts and comfort to their saddened souls. We pray with thanksgiving for all the women who have been a mothering presence in our lives, mentoring us, teaching us, forming us, disciplining us, and revealing to us the divine heart in their loving embrace. We are grateful for the women who have mothered us who have taught us what it means to love you with heart, soul, and mind, and who have shown us what it looks like to be authentically human. Where people find delight in Mother's Day this year, expand and deepen their spirit of joy. Where people find pain and anxiety, envelope their hearts, envelop their hearts, their hurts in your healing grace. Help us to be attentive to both the pleasure and the sadness that Mother's Day can inspire in the hearts of your people. Through both the joy and the pain, enable us to experience afresh the goodness of your perfect and unfailing parental love. Usher us all more deeply into Jesus, whose grace covers all situations of motherhood, and in whose name we gratefully pray. Amen. Uh, thank you, Pastor Judy, and thanks to all of you for joining us in that prayer. Um,
Yeah, we, uh, we depend on God all the time in prayer. We, we, we come to him and need him to, to intervene in our lives and to be actively involved, especially in times of, of grief, pain, hurt. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. I do need to do a couple brief announcements real quick. If, uh, if you're here in the room with us, then you can grab one of those little green cards back there by the offering box and Jonathan note. If there's some way we can be praying for you, if there's a particular grief or a mother that you're, uh, particularly uh, is on your heart and you want us to join you in praying for them, you can jot that down there, drop it in the offering box. And if you're giving today, you can drop that in there as well. Uh, or you can go online, you can grab your phone, you can go to livinghope.info slash connect and share with us that way, and you can give online as well. Uh, speaking of giving, uh, you can continue to give to the, uh, the Ukraine situation. You can go to this website at ncm.org and learn more about the Ukraine crisis and what's going on, get updates. Uh, thanks again to all of you who helped us pack, pack all those crisis care kits. Uh, we ended up with, uh, oh, now I can't remember how many boxes it was. Well, the, the total, yeah, was 290, how many boxes? 94. It was 294 boxes from all over Northwest Indiana, and we were a dozen of those boxes. Um, they were hoping to get 100, and they got almost 300. So that are, they've already made their way to Pennsylvania and soon will be shipped out uh, to help folks there in Ukraine. So if you want to give, you can give online to that uh, from that website there at ncm.org. Now, some of you have asked me about the baby bottles on the table. That's a good thing. This is a partnership with the Women's Center of Northwest Indiana. They, uh, they help women who are in crisis pregnancy situations choose life for their child uh, in the face of other choices they might make. Um, and so they, they have resources and those sorts of things. So if you want to take one of those bottles with you, inside there is a little piece of paper that you can be praying for that that's one of the children who uh, is alive in the world today that they have worked with and if you could continue to pray for that child then and if you want to donate to the women's center you can do that you can go to their website friendsofthewc.org and and hit the little donate button in the corner or you can put an offering in that bottle and bring it back and some of you ask me like oh I, I brought it back what do I do with it uh, you know what uh, if you want to just bring it up later before you go and stick it up here along the edge of the stage that would be perfect uh, I'm afraid if you stick it back there somewhere that somebody else might think oh yeah I'm supposed to take one of these and walk off with your you know, with your money. So uh, the donation that you want to go to the Women's Center. So if you want to bring it up here uh, sometime before you go, you can just set it up here along the edge of the stage. And um, you know what? Um, before, we, before we continue, I've got a couple other announcements, but um, you know, we, we prayed for folks who have experienced abortion. And uh, you know, the Women's Center obviously is um, doing their best to help women uh, choose life instead of abortion. Um, and uh, with the, the leaked draft thing from the Supreme Court. I know that's been all over the news uh, this past week. And um, I guess I just want to acknowledge real quick that um, here in our church, um, I'm confident that we have women who have experienced this themselves. And we have folks who are all over the place politically. Uh, I'm, I'm glad for the fact that our church uh, is one that welcomes people no matter what your political views might be. Some of you this past week have just been rejoicing and thanking God that, oh, good, it looks like Roe's going to be overturned, and then now let's see what's going to happen here in our state, and let's, you know, see that sort of thing. Others of you are, like, frustrated and uh, or afraid or up in arms or that sort of a thing, all right? Um, we, can, we can all love Jesus together, and we can all love women who are in difficult pregnancy situations. We can all come find ways to come alongside them, uh, to help them, um, whatever your views on politics or what might, may or may not transpire out of the Supreme Court or at the State House or all those sorts of things. Um, I don't know anybody, even those who are like staunch advocates of keeping Roe v. Wade and who would like to see abortion remain uh, legal uh, in our country uh, or in our state, I don't know any of them who rejoice at the thought of abortion. Um, abortion is always uh, uh, a cause for uh, some measure of grief and it's never, I, I've not heard of anyone who just like 
loves it and thinks everyone should get one, you know, or something like that, okay? Uh, so it's important for us as Christians to, uh, to approach each other with respect, with grace, uh, to make sure we listen to each other. And I just wanted to mention that real quick since I know that that's on everybody's Facebook feed and in everyone's radio as you're driving through the, uh, wherever, and you have friends who disagree with you, whatever your position is on this, whatever your thoughts are on this, and my hope is that as Christians, we can make sure that they know that they are loved even though we might disagree, okay? So anyway, just wanted to mention that since uh, the topic has been in the air at least twice here this morning. Uh, let's see, what else was I going to mention uh, real quick? Oh, yeah, the 6K is just like a couple Saturdays away, and if you haven't signed up yet, today is a great day to do it because you can still get $10 off if you use that promo code EMPOWERMOMS. Uh, I know we, we emphasize the children who will get clean water when you participate in the 6K, but... Uh, but it's women and children who are most affected in these communities. For the most part, it's not guys who are walking 6K to go fill up a bucket and bring it back for water. For the, in almost all these communities, this burden falls on women and falls on children. And so uh, if you want to empower some moms, uh, you can donate, you can participate, you can go to valpo6k.com. We'd love to have you walk with us uh, over at the park on the 21st. Uh, but if you can't do that, or you can walk on your own some other time, that's fine too. Um, or you can just make a donation. Uh, but that, that all goes to clean water for people who need it. And then uh, we are in this season of... Uh, of being called to prayer by our denominational leaders here in the USA and Canada as part of the Church of the Nazarene. And so that's, that's shaping our conversations on Sunday morning. It's shaping what we do on Wednesday nights from 6 to 7. If you want to join us for a little guided prayer time uh, on Wednesday nights, you can do that. Uh, you can grab one of those prayer journals that are out there. We still have several of those out there. And each day, there's a, there's a little scripture. There's a, uh, some, a devotional thought. There's some space for you to write. Uh, or you can go, uh, there's an app. I've, I've appreciated I'm glad they put together an app. All it has is every day, it buzzes my phone. And if I tap it, it opens this app. And it shows me just exactly what's in those little prayer journals back there. And so if you forgot your prayer journal or you lost it or something, well, my phone's in my pocket. So it's always going to buzz at me. And... Um, if you're up late enough, it's on a different time zone even, so you get it early. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can get all that stuff at livinghope.info slash pray. There are links to all those things if you want more of that. So, all right, so this morning's message, uh, we, um, we, oh, you know what? This isn't on anything that you guys have, but I, I just talked to some folks this last week who do a really cool ministry, too, for, for moms who find themselves, moms and dads, parents who find themselves needing some help. It's called Homes of Compassion, where it's, it's kind of like, short-term foster care without it being part of the foster system. It's just for parents who might need a, a break, who are struggling, maybe they're about to be incarcerated, who they just need someone else to watch their kids temporarily. And so if you want to know more about that, let me know, okay? Uh, if you want to either, either you need help and you don't want your children taken away, but you know you need, you need help, you're afraid you might hurt them or you're don't want to neglect them given your situation, whatever's going on. Um, or if you want to be a, a a home that wants to help care for a child, let me know, all right? So again, Homes of Compassion, and, and uh, I'll make sure and, and share more of that with you in, in the days to come. Okay, this morning's message. Um, we're talking about prayer, and last week, if you remember, we talked about how prayer is communicating with God, basically. We have all these different ideas about prayer and what prayer might mean, um, and at its, at its heart, prayer is just communicating with God. It's a conversation with God, which means hopefully it's a two-way communication, right? Um, I know sometimes we think of prayer and we think of you know, prayers like what we just read, or we think of the Lord's Prayer, or we think of the Psalms, and I think that sometimes um, intimidates us, right? We think, oh, I've got to have the right words to say, or oh, I don't have any prayers with me, or something like that. God is with you all the time. You can have a conversation with God any time of the day, uh, or night, 
All right, prayer is just communicating with the God who made you, who loves you. Uh, and so we looked last week. You can talk to God with gut-level honesty. God already knows what's going on, right? There's no reason to hide from him. Just be honest with him about what you're going through. Even if the, what you're going through, even if being honest means, God, I'm, I'm going to let you have it here for a minute because I'm really frustrated or I'm really angry or I'm, I'm really confused. Please be honest with God because that opens up conversation that could be life-giving for you. Uh, we can talk to God about everything that matters to us. You know, whatever it might be, just talk to God about it. Uh, how, no matter how big or how small God cares. And we can talk with God continually. We don't have to wait till you show up on Sunday. You know, I know, or, or maybe you're trying to, there have been times where I've been trying to establish a discipline like, okay, I got to pray in the morning before I get out of bed. Or I got to pray before I get out of the shower. I got to pray, you know, kind of trying to make some sort of discipline thing to happen. And I am just, I'm just not a very disciplined person, okay? I'm not wired up that way. Um, which, if you know my dad, like, shocks and surprises you because that man is Mr. Discipline. Good grief. I think growing up on a farm, he just knew you get up, you know, you take care of the cattle, you get on the, you know, get on the tractor, it doesn't matter, you do your chores, you know, that's, that's what happens. And I did not grow up on a farm. I did not grow up disciplined that way. But uh, so maybe you've tried to have some kind of a discipline and then like you blow it. Or like you, you think, oh, I'll grab one of those prayer journals. But like then you forget a couple of days and you're like, ah, and you pitch it. You know, well, you know don't, don't give up, right? You can just you can talk to God anytime. Don't, don't let that stop you. You can talk to God anytime. You can grab that journal and, and read yesterday's, read tomorrow's. It doesn't really matter. It's just a resource, right? You can talk to God anytime about anything that matters to you. Just be honest about it and make sure you listen for his response. That was, that was the list last week, right? So make sure you're listening because it's supposed to be a two-way conversation with God. It's not just him listening to us the whole time. We need to listen for what he wants to say to us. So one of the scriptures that we read yesterday is one of my favorites when it comes to prayer. Uh, it's from Philippians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul telling these early Christians um, about how to experience peace. Boy, who wouldn't like a little more peace in your life these days? Uh, I, I would, okay? Uh, and so I want to do what he says here in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So he says, instead of worrying, we can pray. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. So we're going to look at like different kinds of prayers, different sorts of prayers today. Because prayer isn't just one thing, right? Uh, prayer isn't just us asking God for stuff that we need. And prayer isn't just thanking God for all that he's done. It includes both of those and some other things as well, all right? So we're, just going to, we're, we're still in kind of the basics here, right? Last week was kind of like, here's some basics about prayer. And this week is kind of continuing that, building on that. And in, in the coming weeks, we'll, we'll continue to build each and every week. All right? So first off, if we're supposed to tell God what we need, that means that when we talk to God, we can pray for ourselves. Right? We can just tell God what we need. I know for some of you this is a struggle because you've told me, oh, I have a hard time praying for myself. I have a hard time asking for things that, that I need. I just kind of trust God to give me whatever, whatever he knows is best. And, I, I just, and so we don't ever tell God what we need. And he invites us to do that or commands us to do that. So we should pray for ourselves. And so it's just a question. What do I need from God today? Question for you to think about. What do I need from God today? It could be anything. Right? I, I gave you some just <laughs> examples there. In your, you know, it could be wisdom. could be you need wisdom you know, to know how to make a decision. It could be strength, how to follow through on, on the wisdom God's provided. could be you need forgiveness. You know, you're aware of the fact that you blew it this last week again, and you need, some, you need God to forgive you and to wash away that shame and that guilt and give you a fresh start. Maybe you need healing. 
physical, emotional, some sort of healing. Maybe you need comfort. Maybe you need protection. Maybe you just need resources, you know, like you just need food. It could be anything, right? In the prayer that we prayed, that Jesus taught us to pray, that we'll pray together in just a few minutes, right? About partway through, we say, give us this day our daily bread. We're just asking God, God, I need bread today. I'm looking to you to provide it. We ask him to forgive us as we forgive others. We ask him to lead us, to deliver us. These are all things that we need, right? And so hopefully, praying that prayer together helps you to know it's, it's okay to ask God for what I need. All right? So I, I just want to take a second, all right? More than a second. I want to give us a minute for us to practice this, okay? Now, I mentioned last week, you don't have to pray out loud. You can pray in the quietness of your own heart. Okay, but I want you to, to just think about that. What do I need from God today? Imagine for a second. Imagine that, uh, that Jesus walked into the room. Let's say the service is over, and, uh, and just as you're about to get up to go, you feel a hand kind of on your shoulder, and you look up, and it's Jesus has come to your table, come to your seat. All right? Somehow no one else has noticed him. <laughs> I don't know how this works. All right? But Jesus has come to you, and he, he stops you from leaving right away, and he pulls up the chair next to you, and says, you know, what, what can I do for you today? And, and maybe you start by saying, oh, oh Jesus, man, I, I, don't, I don't need anything. And, you know, Jesus kind of says, yeah, I, I got that. I, I understand you love me and that you're grateful and all that stuff. All right, just what can I do for you today? If I could do something for you, what would it be? What, what do you need from me today? Jesus did this over and over again if you read the Gospels, right? He encounters somebody who's crying out for him, and he stops, and he says, what do you want me to do for you? He, he sees somebody who's lame at the side of a pool who can't walk, and he asks him, do you want to get well? He doesn't just assume. He invites us to tell him what it is that we need. So imagine for a moment Jesus has walked in and has asked you, what can I do for you today? What do you need from me today? What would you tell him? Let's just go ahead and tell him, all right? Take a minute. If you need to close your eyes, bow your head, whatever it is, I'm going to stop talking for about a minute, and you can just have a conversation with God. All right. I don't know about you, but I ended up asking for like three or four or five things in that time. Good grief. I am a needy human being. What do I need from God today? Tell God what you need. That's what the Bible tells us we should do. And that's what Jesus instructed us to do in that prayer. But then not also asking God for what we need includes an element of surrender, of submission, of acknowledging to God, okay, God, this is what I'm asking for. This is what I need from you. But you know what? I, I submit myself to you. You might know better than I do what I really need. Here's what I think I need. Here's what I'm asking for. Now, I'm, But I'm submit myself to you. <laughs> you know, in that Lord's Prayer, the way the church has prayed it down through the years, after we ask for him to, to lead us and protect us and deliver us, we have that for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. You know, you're, you're in charge forever and ever. Amen. You know, you're, you're the one who's in charge. Or, or as Jesus modeled it for us uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, it's, it's the night he's about to be betrayed, he knows the cross is right in front of him, he's been preparing his disciples, he knows it's coming, and he, but he prays, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. You know, here's, here's what I want. But now, I, please, <laughs> if it's possible, not as, but not as I will, but as you will. And then he comes back and he, pray, he goes and talks to the disciples like, 
you guys fall asleep for? I asked you to pray with me. And then he comes back and prays again. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. May your will be done. You know, not, not mine necessarily, but, but yours. Here's what I want. And so we're not shy, following the example of Jesus, about asking for what we want, what we need. But then we trust God to do what's best. Because God is, it's kind of like the difference between a parent and a child, right? Um, boy, if you ask my kids today, like, if Jesus walked in and, and said, what can I do for you? I'm guessing, based on my experience this morning, that their answer might include wanting the password to the TV so they can watch grown-up YouTube. Um, <laughs> Because there's this Lego kind of show on there that they love, but it's got a lot of guns and stuff in it for some reason. There's people playing some game, and I don't know why. Anyway, they think it's hilarious, but we think they watch too much of it, and so it's password protected, and, and they've been begging me again this morning. I let them watch a little bit yesterday, which maybe was a mistake. Anyway, I'm pretty sure they'd ask Jesus, like, well, can you unlock the grown-up YouTube for us? Okay. Uh, now, Jesus, in his wisdom, would probably say, you know what? How about instead of that, how about if I give you the best afternoon with your parents that you've ever had, you know, or something like that. You're going to play outside. You're going to have all kinds of... I'm guessing Jesus might redirect them towards something better than grown-up YouTube, right? So we are children in this relationship, and we should ask God for what we want, what we need, and then we should trust him and say, but you're my dad, and I know you know what's best for me and for the world. In the example of Jesus that we just looked at, for Jesus it meant having to go through suffering, what, what the plan was, was Jesus was going to suffer so that he could purchase freedom, forgiveness, new life for all of us as he conquers sin and death and the devil. It wasn't fun for him, but he knew, okay, I, Father, this is your plan, and this is going to bring good to all sorts of folks, and in the end, it will be good for me too. Sometimes that's what God will, he will lead us through some difficulty, knowing it's going to be good for those around us, knowing that in the end, it will be good for us but it's not the sort of thing we would ever ask for for ourselves, all right? So when we talk to God, we pray for ourselves. We tell God what we need. We trust him. Uh, we submit ourselves to him. And I don't know if you've noticed this before. You probably have. In that prayer Jesus taught us to pray, there's a whole lot of us language in there, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. Lead us, deliver us. When we pray for ourselves the way God taught us to, we end up including other people in that prayer. And we are commanded repeatedly in scriptures to pray for others as well, right? Now, if you can pray it for yourself, you can pray it for other people, okay? I know sometimes we think like, well, I don't know what to ask God to do for them, other than like asking God to help that driver in front of me to, to shape up because I'm afraid he's going to make an accident or, you know, whatever. You know, there are times where it's really obvious there's something specific we need God to do for someone. You've got a loved one you got somebody you care about, and their life is going off the rails, and you're praying that God will help them to get things back on track, right? Uh, sometimes it's very easy to know what to pray for other people. Other times, you're just like, I don't know, God. Uh, bless them. Help them. Bless them some more. I don't know what to ask you to do for them. Anything you might ask for yourself, you can ask for someone else, you know? Uh, maybe God has laid it on your heart that you need to be praying for the, the people in your workplace or the people in your classroom at school, uh, and you're saying, okay, well, I'll, I'll pray for him, but what do you want me to ask? You know, what do you want me to pray for him? Well, anything you might want for yourself, go ahead and want it for them, right? Love your neighbors as yourself, okay? So if you got up this morning and said, God, please give me strength to get through this day, well, you can pray for God to give them strength to get through this day. If you ask God to, just to give you a good day, well, pray that God will give them a good day. Pray that God will help them to do well on their tests. Pray that God will help them to do well at their work. 
Pray that God will help their boss to notice the hard work they're putting in, you know. That God will provide for them like he, he wanted to provide for you. And the reverse is also true, okay? So if you're one of those who struggles with praying for yourself, but you have no trouble praying for others, maybe realize that, okay, if I'm praying that for others, it's okay to pray that for myself too. If I've been asking God to give them strength, it's okay for me to ask God to give me strength. You know, we can, if you can pray it for yourself, you can pray for others. If you can pray it for others, you can pray it for yourself, all right? Um, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Or as the message uh, paraphrase put that first part, pray every way you know how for everyone you know. <laughs> I like the way he said that. Every way you know how. You know, ask, you know, whatever it might mean, pray for them, whatever, every way you know how, for everyone you know. Now that uh, praying for kings and leaders and all of that kind of thing, um, that, uh, <laughs> this last week was a national day of prayer, right, where people gathered together uh, in, in some places to, to pray for, you know, people in Washington, to pray for state leaders, pray for local leaders, pray for leaders of all sorts of different avenues of life, and that's a good thing. Scripture commands us to do it. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I think uh, a tendency that we sometimes fall into, sometimes, not always, something I've seen, something I, I know I have uh, done before, is that when we're praying for, especially like political leaders or whatever, eh, I guess for anybody that we pray for, sometimes we pray that God will kind of make them do what we want them to do. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever done that? <laughs> Or been with somebody who's doing that. Uh, I was in one of those National Day of Prayer type gatherings one time, and, and people were praying for the president, you know, or praying for Congress or something like that. And it was very clear, like they were praying for their political agenda to be enacted, you know, and they were praying against the political agenda of the other side. And I thought, well, there are people, you know, there are people in this room probably praying the opposite right now, you know, or something, you know. I don't know how God weighs all of that in the Bible. Oh, more people prayed this way, so I guess that's where I'm going to go. You know, um, kind of like sporting events, I guess. You know, how many people are praying for this team versus that team? Does God just like measure, count those? And then it's like, okay, well, you win. Um, I, I think maybe there's a better way to pray for those leaders, you know, um, which again might be kind of like we pray for ourselves. You know, God, would you give them the wisdom to lead well? Would you help them to discern what is true? You know, as they have lots of different voices clamoring for their attention and, and for the direction they should go, God, would you help them to hear your voice? Would you guide them? Would you direct them? Would you give them courage uh, to stand by their convictions? Would you help them to represent their constituents? Yeah, there's all kinds of ways we could pray that aren't telling God what to make them, make them do, right? God, please help my side to win is, I guess it could be an honest prayer, right? As long as we continue to submit ourselves to God and say, God, ultimately, it's not so much about wanting you on my side. I, I want to be on your side. Okay? Pretty sure there's an Abe Lincoln quote about that, and I've forgotten it. But anyway, about how uh, we want to make sure that we're on God's side. You know, we, all, we all think God is on ours, but let's make sure that we're on God's side. So pray for everybody. Pray for everybody. Pray for the people that you live near. Pray for the people you work with, you go to school with. Pray for the people that uh, have some responsibility, you know, over you. And pray for the people you have responsibility for. Pray for the people whose lives and decisions impact your life. And pray for those whose lives are impacted by, by your decisions. Uh, even pray for people who are jerks, right? We, we even pray for people who are our enemies. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, love your enemies. 
Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. He commands us to pray for them. And if you've ever struggled with that whole love your enemies thing, I, I suggest you do those in, in reverse. Okay, what Jesus just said. If you're like, I, I don't feel any love. I don't really want to do any good for them. You know, uh, blessing them, I don't even know what that would look like. I feel like cursing them. Pray for them. Well, okay, I can pray for them. You know, God, help them to quit being such a jerk. You know, whatever. Start, start with something, all right? You can pray for them. Start by praying for them. And over time, you will see that God will, will direct your prayers and will shape your heart. That's something that happens as we pray, as we communicate with the God who loves us. If it's a two-way conversation, then the more time you spend connecting your heart with God, the more your heart will start to beat with his, the more you'll begin to see other people and yourself the way God sees them and sees you. It will, it will change the way you live in this world as you practice this, praying for others. So who do I need to pray for today? Who do I need to pray for today? Um, that's something for you to reflect on. And again, I'm going to give you just a minute to pray. All right? Who is it that maybe has come to your mind? Maybe it's an enemy. Maybe it's a politician. Maybe it's somebody that you, is in your family. Who do I need to pray for today? Let's just, let's just take 30 seconds, a minute. Go ahead. Talk to God about them. Pray for them. All right. If you do find yourself needing ideas... For, uh, for what to pray for some of the folks in your life. You could look at Paul's prayers and his letters. I just included references to some of those in your notes there. Uh, we don't have time to, to dig into them, but some of the different ways that Paul prays for those he is writing to. Uh, they're beautiful prayers. There's some of the things that sometimes when I come across them and he's praying for them, I pray for you, these kinds of things, all right? So if you need ideas for things you can pray for, uh, when you're praying for someone, what you'd like God to do for them, uh, Paul's got some great examples for us. And, and we, in this season, have been asked to pray for God's protection, direction, and revelation for the Church of the Nazarene here in the USA and Canada. All right, that's one of the reasons that we've been called to prayer. I, I was talking with some other pastor about this, and, and I was saying, because they want to hear from us. They want to hear what God might be saying to you. They're, they're going to ask you not just to pray, but also to speak. Uh, there's, a, there's a form that later on we're going to share with you guys, an online thing. And you can go and you say, you know, I've been praying for the church I know it's an interesting time as we try to minister God's love and grace to, to our communities. And, and here are some things I feel like God's been saying to us. They want to hear those things from us because then that's going to shape the way that the people who oversee that whole region kind of direct us and the resources they try to make available and all the rest. So we've been asked for God to protect us, to direct us, to reveal himself to us uh, so that we know which way to go as a church here in, in North America. All right, uh, who do I need to pray for? And, of course, we give thanks. You know, what does that, that scripture said? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Thank him for all he's done. I knew I was going to be running out of time, so I didn't include a whole bunch of scriptures and things. I just knew, okay, let's take a second. What, what is it that you need to thank God for today? Or who is it you need to thank God for today? Um, what good thing has God brought into your life lately that you might be realizing, you know what, I, I've been enjoying that, or I've, I've appreciated that person, but I don't, God, I don't think I've ever thanked you for them. Just take a minute, take 30 seconds, thank God. For something he has, something good he's brought into your life. I kind of wonder how many of us are thanking God for trains and the people who drive them and get our shipments to us quickly and all of that. And then another uh, another thing, kind of connected with thanks, but a little bit different. So I went ahead and, and made this separate. When we pray, we don't just pray for ourselves and pray for others. We don't just thank God for things, but we also express wonder. Praise. We, sometimes it's not 
something specific that we're thanking God. Thank you, God, for doing this for me. Sometimes it's just, God, you're amazing. Man, you, you are holy and you love us. And God, you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And it might shift into thanks. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring about me. Because you are, you know, you kind of shift back and forth between thanking God for stuff that he's done and just kind of being in awe at, at how amazing God is and, and the good things that he does. Um, there's an author, Anne Lamott, who wrote a book titled Help, Thanks, Wow. And she said these are just kind of three basic prayers at the, at the root of it. It's just help or thanks or wow. Wow, this is amazing. God, this, this world that you've given us, man, it's amazing. These relationships I get to enjoy, wow. Just what is it that you love about God? And, and with this being a day that many of us are focused on appreciating the moms in our lives, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Stacy, the mom I know best. And, uh, um, you know, there are times where it's not so much that I'm thanking her for something that she's done, but just like thinking about how amazing she is, right? Um, and so I'm not going to go down that road, sorry. Let me just tell you all how amazing my wife is. Uh, but so I'm, I'm kind of in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, and there are some times we're talking to God, and it's not, it's not about some specific thing you've done, God. It's just, wow, just expressing wonder, praise, worship, directed his way. What do you love about God? When was the last time you told him? Oh, I love that about you, God. Let's, let's take just a minute. Think, what is it that you love about God? What is it about God that just like, Knocks your socks off, you know, blows your mind uh, that you just appreciate about God. Take 30 seconds. Tell God what that is that you love about him. And last but definitely not least, we listen. We listen to God. Sometimes that follows, follows right on something we prayed for. God, would you give me wisdom? Would you direct me? Would you help me to make this decision? Okay, and then we listen to see what God might want to say, to see what God might bring to mind, to see what aspect of that decision God helps us to think of or a perspective that we hadn't had before, right? Sometimes that's, that's one of the huge values of having a, a habit of reading the scriptures. Maybe you are using that little daily prayer guide, that uh, devotional book or whatever it's called. Um, and every day you're, you're reading a little scripture and, and reading someone's thoughts about it. And you get a chance to listen to hear God speaking through the scriptures, to hear God speaking through some Christian pastor or leader that wrote the stuff there. We, we listen. God, what do you want to say to me today? So again, I, I just want to imagine for a second, I want you to imagine that Jesus has come in, hand on your shoulder, sitting down next to you. You've already told him now what it is that, that you would like for him to do for you. And now I just want you to just close your eyes and just imagine that you're saying to him, okay, Jesus, but what, what do you want to say to me? What do I need to hear from you? Just, just take a few seconds and listen. I don't know if God said anything to you in that moment or if uh, God is just going to help you to, to keep kind of a, a receptive posture toward him for the remainder of this day. God might want to say something to you as you walk out, say something to you through someone else, through a song on the radio, through a scripture that you read. God, I believe, is always wanting to speak to us uh, if our hearts and our ears, if our minds are open to what he might want to say. Um, and then hopefully we have the courage to, to listen and to act. All right, we're going we're to pray together and then we're going to celebrate communion together before we go. God, thank you for inviting us into this relationship with you that includes conversations where we get to express to you what is on our hearts, the things that we need, 
where we get to lift up to others in our lives and the things that they need, uh, where we get to thank you for all that you've done for us and just express uh, wonder at who you are and that you would care about us. Please, God, help us to listen for you this week, for your voice speaking, for you guiding and directing us. Because, God, I believe that the more we have these conversations with you, the more in tune we will be with you, the more uh, we will be uh, aware of your guiding hand, the more aware we'll be of the good that you bring into our lives that we can be grateful for, the more we will be open to the help you want to provide. So help us, God, to, to keep these conversations going, to continue to talk with you all, all day long, all week long, to continue this conversation so that we might be shaped by the God who loves us and is with us every moment of every day. Thank you, God, to think that the God of the universe would care so much about us, seeing us in the mess that we've made of our lives, of this world, seeing how broken we had become. Instead of condemning us, you sent your son Jesus to shine your light into our darkness to take the worst of our sin on yourself, Lord Jesus, and by your death and resurrection, break the power of sin and death and make possible this this new life that we receive as we trust in you. Help us today to experience this grace, this love, this life. We thank you for this sacrament of Holy Communion where we offer to you these gifts of bread and juice, and we pray that by your Spirit's presence here, we might meet our crucified and risen Savior in his body and in his blood, remembering remembering the great love that you have shown us, remembering that you have held nothing back out of love for us, but have given your all, Lord Jesus, to set us free so that we can be with you, so that we can live life with you. Today we offer you ourselves, acknowledging our need of your grace and your mercy. So thankful that because of Jesus, we can come boldly to your throne of grace, God. To find grace and to receive mercy to to help us in our time of need. God, we admit all the ways that we have not lived the life you created us to live. The the ways that we have, have sinned against you and against others. Sometimes by doing terrible things, sometimes just by not doing the good things that we should have done. God, we confess to you today. And we thank you for your mercy and your grace, for your forgiveness. Help us to experience your grace today, to know that we are forgiven by the God who loves us, to know that we have a fresh start, that we are embraced by our Heavenly Father, welcomed into the family. Guide us into our day, into our week, into our life. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Fill us with the Spirit of Christ so that we can live in this world as your sons and daughters, as the body of Christ, as people loved by you, sharing that love with everyone you send us to. We are so grateful, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you pray with me the prayer Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, Doug and Mary are going to come back up and, and lead us in one last song as we celebrate communion together. I'll be here with a basket of bread and with a cup of juice. And as we sing, you're invited to come forward, take bread from the basket, dip it in the juice and eat it, and then return to your seats, whether it's the, uh, the regular bread or the little gluten-free wafers, or maybe you just want to take one of the little uh, individual cups that you can take back to your table, uh, or I, several of you already know because you're already opening them. They, we've got them on your tables if you don't want to join the procession. Um, so this is our opportunity for all of us who are saying yes to Jesus today, no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, uh, no matter what you carry with you into this time, into this place, this is our chance to receive his grace, to celebrate his love, to give him thanks. So let's celebrate.
are so grateful, God, that we can come to you just as we are to receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need, to be loved by you, and to know (laughs) at the core of our being that we are loved by you. Would you cement that truth deep in our hearts so that as we leave this place, we carry it with us, that our, that our hearts, that our lives might overflow with your love and grace so that the people you send us to this week might experience it as they bump into us. You are good to us, God. We are so grateful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.